today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Some, well, I thought was going to be bad news for the uh, the Doug Ford government uh, with uh, finally putting some numbers to some of the concerns people had about canceling the cap-and-trade program. Uh, yesterday, of course, we got uh, word that uh, the cost is going to be in the uh, area of, well, $3 billion. And that's the word from the financial accountability officer. His name is Peter Weltman. Says the lost revenue from cap and trade will be greater than the savings the government would achieve by canceling the spending associated with the program. Uh, he also estimates, by the way, that in the long run, the cap and trade program would have cost Ontario families less than the federal carbon tax, which is going to come into play. Uh, well, <laughs> interesting to see the uh, the reaction from the government on this, and certainly the reaction from an awful lot of people that are uh, feeling as if this is uh, the wrong move to make. Travis Downraj is the Queen's Park Bureau Chief for Global News. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Travis, good morning. Thanks for the time today. Good morning, Bill. Yeah, certainly uh, some interesting findings by the FAO yesterday. We, uh, I mean, we, we tried to talk to the finance minister, and we got the same message that uh, the Ford government is going to be putting money back into the pockets of Ontarians. Yeah, I know. I saw, uh, I guess it was Rod Phillips, the environment minister, made that comment. So clearly those were the talking points they were all told to, to, to gather to, because you're really getting the same message from everybody here, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Vic Fidelli came out uh, afterwards as well. And, and, you know, we asked, okay, well, are more programs going to be cut? What is going to happen? Where are you going to make up this $3 billion hole that the FAO now says that you're going to have? And he said, well, we'll have more information on that in the fall economic statement. That's going to be coming out later. No real specifics. Well, for, I mean, for a government that, that's made a big deal, and I think justifiably so, about the size of the deficit, I mean, they've even struck a special committee to investigate that. Uh, I, I'm not hearing any of the ministers that were talking yesterday, Travis, mention about the fact that, yeah, by the way, we just increased that deficit by $3 billion. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when you when you look at uh, what they're doing with the carbon tax as well, they're spending money there because they're going to spend upwards of 30 million dollars to to fight that in court. And as you mentioned uh, off the top, FAO saying that uh, in the long term, cap and trade would have cost less than dealing with the, the, the carbon tax, right? This is interesting. And I know that opposition parties always love to get these reports from people like the Auditor General uh, or the Financial Accountability Officer, because invariably they, they take all the, the rhetoric away and it's just a bare bones thing about numbers. Uh, the sitting government doesn't like to hear from these people, do they? No, absolutely not, because it throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into their plans. Uh, you know, we also pressed Phillips yesterday on kind of what is the climate change plan for Ontario. They're scrapping cap and trade. Uh, they're fighting the feds on a carbon tax, which will likely be imposed. And all legal experts say, you know, this this court case uh, that we'll likely have, it, you know, the, the, the feds will win on that. Constitutional experts that we've talked to as well say that they're going to win. Um, but, but there is no plan right now. Uh, and the environment minister says that they are developing something and that we'll, they'll have more to say on that coming as well. We talked to, you know, the Green Party's Mike Schreiner, who says that either they're going to make up this $3 billion by raising taxes or cutting spending on things like health care, uh, education, transit. So there are some legitimate concerns there. And this is a government who campaigned on saving the taxpayers' money. 
so $3 billion is, is certainly a lot. Well, and it, by the way, you talked about cuts, and, and I know that the government doesn't like to talk about that, but uh, as, as we discovered, and we talked to some of the municipal folks here in the Hamilton area, uh, the minute that the Ford government announced that they were going to cut this, they also, by the way, said, uh, by the way, you're not getting the funding from cap-and-trade, and that was supposed to be going towards uh, improved transit for cities like Hamilton and Toronto, uh, uh, infrastructure repairs for uh, social housing, uh, that's not coming anymore, and also uh, for money for the school boards, of course, for some of the dilapidated schools. And I know you guys at Global have been reporting about that. We certainly have the same problem here in Hamilton. All of a sudden, that funding source has dried up, so it's already had an impact on us. Well, you know, and, and, and this is the big question, right? I mean, they're not going to pull a rabbit out of the hat when it, when it comes to finances here, and they say that the, the, the Liberals left the cupboards bare, so there's another problem on that side of things, but Vic Fidelli, the finance minister, who we pressed yesterday, says everything will become clear once we see the fall economic statement, which is coming uh, in December. So perhaps they have some plans in place. We don't know what those plans are right now, but they're doing things. You know, um, like last week, I was covering a story on uh, the Ford government cutting a tax on, on beer. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Three cents per liter per beer. So, I mean, that's not, that's not going to save the average beer drinker a whole lot of money. Um, when it comes to the average cost of cutting cap and trade, um, that's going to cost every household an additional about $312 by 2022. By the way, this report, and, and we need to clarify this for our listeners, uh, that came out of the uh, the FAO here, uh, is only talking about the lost revenue. Uh, I know that you guys have been reporting, and you talked about this right from the beginning, Travis, uh, about the possibility of lawsuits when this program was canceled by all the businesses that have already invested money into this. We haven't heard anything about that yet, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah, it certainly doesn't mean that that's going to happen. And, and this government um, is facing lawsuits on and entering into lawsuits on a number of different, uh, you know, uh, departments here. Um, as I mentioned, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting the feds. They think that going in with Scott Moe uh, and possibly with other provinces uh, on fighting the feds on the carbon tax, they're going to be successful. But that could just end up costing $30 million. So they're certainly spending a lot of money on litigation here, and that is not saving taxpayers any money. Yeah, we, we're just, we're at this point anyway, focusing on some of these environmental issues that uh, that you and I are talking about. But you're right, I mean, the, the lawsuits here, I mean, they range all the way from the the, the, the basic income program. Uh, there's a number of different things that are going on here right now. There's, these guys are going to find themselves in court an awful lot in the next little while. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it, it is a major concern. But, but as we have talked about on this show before, uh, Mr. Ford has uh, a plan, and you know one of the things that I, I pushed Triner on, saying that he, he campaigned on scrapping cap and trade. He was not ever supportive of a, a carbon tax imposed by the federal government. So he, in some ways, has a mandate to do what he's doing. Right? He, he has a strong majority, uh, and, and so the people of Ontario voted the PCs in with that mandate. And, and he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. Except for the, the, the point that you've talked about, and we talked with Alan Carter and a number of other folks that have been trying to get answers during the campaign, is they said, well, what are the details? What's it going to cost? What are the ramifications? They, they didn't answer any of that during the campaign. Now we're starting to get some of those numbers, and i got to wonder if there's a whole lot of folks out there right now that say, maybe maybe we should have stuck with what we had. Yeah, well, they, they're, they're short on details. Uh, you know, that's strategic, right? Because that gives them a lot of leeway and a lot of breath to to do 
what they what they want to do. I, I mean, you, you look at. I know we're talking about the environment here, but you, you know, you look at city council. He never really campaigned on that, but that was under the guise of, well, you know, that's going to save taxpayers dollars as well. So, I mean, by not putting out a ton of details, uh, not putting out a fully costed platform, I mean, you know, he's doing what he wants to do and checking off that list, uh, and, and he's not making any apologies for it. Well, and and that's how you play politics, and you've been covering this long enough to know that that's the way the game is played, uh, is that they'll introduce anything and simply say, look, at the, you know, this is the part of our mandate, and we have to do this. But it's not as if they went to everybody that voted for the for the, the PCs and said, uh, is it because of cap and trade? Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I would venture to say that an awful lot of the people that voted for the PCs just wanted Kathleen Wing gone. Uh, and they didn't much care what the other policies were, but now we're starting to see some of those policies and see some of the financial benefits, or actually maybe not benefits as far as the, this particular program is concerned. Well, and you make a you make a great point because you know I, I have talked to a lot of political watchers who say that you know uh, Mr. Ford was not voted in as much as Kathleen Wynne was voted out, and, and so you know he has to be cognizant of that fact. Um, but, you know, he, he's still fighting the feds on a, a number of issues, and he feels as though that is resonating with his base. He's also um, having a lot of these rallies. We saw that 100-day rally uh, a couple, I guess that was last week, yeah, yeah. Um, where he celebrated, you know, a, a number of achievements, and scrapping cap-and-trade was on that list. Yeah, and, and that's very reminiscent. I know some people cringe when we start talking about comparisons between Doug Ford and Donald Trump. And, and by no stretch are we talking about personal elevators, but we're still talking about, about style. And, and that seems to be the new normal now, isn't it, Travis? Since you don't win office and then start governing. You continue to com- campaign, and that's what Ford seems to be doing, and that's taking a page right out of the Donald Trump playbook. And you know what? I, I, I asked him about, we were in Washington, D.C., when he was uh, you know, uh, down there to get a handle on the NAFTA or USMCA negotiations. Uh, and, and I asked him about that. I said, listen, you know, I know that you don't like this question, but a lot of people compare you to the president of the United States. Um, what do you think about what he's doing with America? And he said, you know, um, personal shortcomings aside, you look at the American economy and the American economy is great. So I think he's doing a fantastic job. So I, I think, you know, he does, a bit of a page from 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 that side of things and also he's very bombastic i mean he's not as extreme in, in terms of some of the rhetoric as donald trump but certainly when it comes to the rallies and when it comes to you know not backing down on certain things he he is uh somewhat like donald trump there's going to be a, an interesting analysis of exactly what their policy is going to be. And I know yesterday when you were pressing the environment minister, he said they're going to roll this out. And Vic Fidelity talked about rolling out the financial plan, et cetera. But there aren't too many decks or cards left in that deck when you look at it, Travis. I mean, just about everybody who's tried to do something about climate change, it's either some variation in cap and trade or, of course, a carbon tax. Uh, as to where that money goes, I guess it depends on the jurisdiction. But uh, the comment that, uh, and you guys carried this uh, on, on Global News at 5.30 last week, uh, where f- they asked the Premier about this, and he says, well, I'm just going to encourage people to cut their emissions. And, and somebody uh, in the crowd said, well, you know, what if they don't? Well, I'll go have a talk with them, yeah. uh, which sounds a lot more like Don Corleone than somebody who's concerned about the environment. So I, 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 I interviewed him again last week, I think it was, when he was in Calgary. He was out there for a rally with Jason. He, went, he met Scott Moe in, in Saskatchewan, and then he went to Alberta to, to meet with Jason Kenney, 
uh, the conservative leader out there, not the premier Rachel Notley. He didn't sit down and meet with her. <laughs> he met with, yeah, that's, uh, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he, he was there for, to fight the carbon tax rally. And I said to him, I said, you know, um, what are you going to do here on the environment? And he said, well, Travis, I ran a business for a very long time. And I think businesses and corporations in this province can really um, keep themselves in check. But there will be, I said, is there going to be a cost for polluters? He says, absolutely, but it's going to be the big polluters and not the little guy. And it's interesting that all of this comes on the heels of this recent UN report, which found that if the world does not do more to fight climate change, uh, we're going to be in a climate disaster type situation in 12 years. The other element to this, as, as you guys have talked about, is the imposition of the federal plan. And I, I don't know what uh, what Mo and, and, and Ford and, and others are planning on doing I, from a legal standpoint. They say they're going to challenge this, uh, but they'd have to get a stay of the implementation of this. And But if, if we get nine or ten months of, of, of the federal plan and Canadians start getting those rebate checks that uh, they keep talking about, I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's the promise, you got to wonder just how much support Ford's going to get for just saying, look, we don't want anything to do with this. It's going to happen anyway. Well, and that, and that, I think, might be a calculation which is going on in the background, right? I mean, you know, his advisors are probably telling him, listen, we probably, and I don't know this for, or, I mean, this is just speculation, but he, he could very well know that, that they don't have a legal leg to stand on. And, every, and constitutional experts that we have talked to have said, you know, the federal government has a right to impose taxation. Uh, and so he could very well know that he's going to lose this, but politically, it makes him look like he's standing up to Justin Trudeau. He's standing up to, to the guy that's going to impose this big, bad carbon tax, and that could resonate with a lot of people. So it could be, uh, you know, a political, um, uh, you know, strategy here. The, the interesting dynamic here, of course, uh, is, is that what they've done is taken this issue and, and made it about taxation and not about the environment. And, and, uh, and obviously, like you say, their, their base is eating it up. Well, that, 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 that's exactly what's getting lost in all of this, is the environment. We're talking about um, taxation, we're talking about financial figures, but, you know, environmental groups point to the fact that, you know, that there's no plan right now. There's a promise of a plan, there's no plan. What, what is going to be um, the, the plan to, to reduce carbon? And, and we still don't know that at this point. Travis, you've been all over this file for the last little while, and I'm glad you had some time to talk to us about this today. Thanks so much. Absolutely. It's pot legalization day, not exactly. We're covering for Global News at 530. Yeah, I guess everyone else will, too. It's it's the story. But we know this is dollars and cents, and it's going to have an impact on property taxes and everything else. So, And you've, and you've covered all that. Really appreciate it. We'll be watching for you at 530 tonight. Thanks again. Bill, as always, appreciate it. Take care. Travis Donrange, of course, Queen's Park Bureau Chief for Global News. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.